BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Mike Wallace doesn't have all that much driving experience. For the last three or four years, he's put in his dues in this business. Mike Wallace comes down to the line. He'll pick up the win. It's Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. The battle's for the lead. Mike Wallace gets by Jason Leffler. Mike Wallace comes off turn number four. A great move in that corner. He comes to the line and will win. From grassroots to the top of the racing world. Hear the stories of NASCAR's biggest names and how they made it all the way. Who was Tony Stewart before he was Tony Stewart? I could barely make enough money to pay attention, let alone to try to survive. So, I mean, I was doing it all myself. Presented by Crosley. Amplify your style. Here are your hosts, Mike Wallace and Jeff Kent. Welcome to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace, part of the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley. My name is Jeff Kent. Strap yourselves in, pull those belts tight. We'll take you on a journey from short tracks across America to super speedways and everything in between. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. So apparently, Mike, anybody who is anybody was in St. Louis over the weekend for the inaugural Enjoy Illinois. 300 NASCAR Cup Series race at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Joey Logano, your winner. Capacity crowd, 80,000 people. The Wallace family was there for the festivities. And now, ladies and gentlemen, he's a dirt racer extraordinaire. He's a YouTube superstar on the line. It's Kenny Wallace. Say hi to your brother, Mike. Hey. He hello hello brother and and I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so we we were sitting here captioning this is good day St. Louis. So right. Yeah. Right. So we appreciate you coming on and the reason I wanted to have you on today, we just could not go and I thought it would be anticlimactic if we didn't discuss it right now. Gateway, incredible race. Or we got to clarify, it used to be called Gateway. 
Now it's Worldwide Technology Raceway. So, uh, but it's that whole sponsor thing. It's a money deal. Yeah. Well, everything's yeah. a money deal, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, Herm, I would like you, if you don't mind, is to kind of go back in time because I realized uh, while in St. Louis, and we're going to get to a couple of the stories, but you have been instrumental with the racetrack. All the way back to I seen you posting things where you, you were going over there motivating their employees that because there was a cup race going on. Can you give us some of the behind the scenes, what you did and, you know, the racetrack did to put on this great weekend? Absolutely. Well, uh, I mean, you you and I grew up together. Um, yep. Same mom and the, dad. <laughs> we, 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 we slept in the same bed for, for years because there was only two bedrooms in the house. So. You know me as good as anybody. And, uh, you know, I just, um, I guess I just get really happy, really excited for something that I get behind. And, uh, you know, first of all, I think it's most important to let everybody know that I never received a dime, a penny. I didn't receive a, a ham, a bottle of wine, nothing. <laughs> well, it was funny. Jeff Kent sitting next to me sent me a note over the weekend. He says, did the racetrack do things special for you? Give you a sweet, do whatever. And I went, racetrack did nothing. Hollywood yeah. Casino invited me to the suite. I find hard to believe. I mean, I figured you guys go out there, you get treated like royalty. You know, you get your own, you know, the Wallace family suite and, you know, all that stuff. Guess not. No. Well, so, you know, I, I, think, I think the reason I'm bringing up that disclaimer is because – I've done so much for that racetrack. Everybody teases me, man, how much are they paying you? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I just, just got excited about it. Well, that's nice to be motivated and excited. And there's nothing, not anyone any better to get excited than you. And I'm going to prelude the audience here just for a second, because we're going to back talk a little bit. But when my wife and I landed at the Lambert International Airport in St. Louis on Tuesday afternoon, Okay, we walk through the terminal, we get to where about the baggage claim is, and there's a big worldwide technology banner, welcome race fans, which we used to see that years ago, but we don't see much of it going on at racetracks anymore. And it's like I took a picture of it, really cool, and we make around the corner, and here's a nice couple, elderly couple. They're greeters, and they're greeting people because of the race, right, because of the race. And we talk, and we go on down through there, and this is where I knew that Kenny had made tremendous impact in the area. I, I finally get to the, you know, we talked the longest time. She wants to know if I know anything about NASCAR racing and stuff like that. <laughs> and you you're playing her the whole yeah, time. Yeah, Did you yeah, tell her no? Well, I, 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 we know a little bit about it. We're from Charlotte. And then finally, it's like, well, ma'am, we, have you heard of the Wallace brothers? Rusty, Mike, Kenny, we're from here. She goes, I've never heard of Rusty or Mike, but I've heard of Kenny. He's been on the radio a lot around town. <laughs> yeah. And I went, bingo, look at there. So uh, He's a and, local superstar. Yeah, he's you know? local. But but correct me, right, Herm, you back, you did this all because, out of your heart, the passion of racing in St. Louis. And, you know, you're a, you're a St. Louis sports fanatic, and all, all the teams in St. Louis love you. I mean – we're talking the Blues, the St. Louis Cardinal baseball team. He's got connections with everybody. But you did all this out of the good of your heart. But take the fans back. And what did, what was one of the first things you did for the racetrack when you knew there was a date? How how did the, the progression of promotions and things that you were able to do for them? 
So I really think we got to go way back. Uh, when I was working for Fox Sports, Michael Walter always teases me. I remind all my regional friends that I was on national TV. Uh, national means you can see me all over the United States. Regional, it's just in that town, right? Local news. So when I moved back to St. Louis, all the regional guys knew me. Uh, you know, Jimmy Edmonds, one of the baseball players for the Cardinals, a great Hall of Famer. He's like, hey, you need to introduce me to Jacob Ullman, your boss. I, w- I want to do TV for, you know, Fox. And so there was already that connection where they knew who I was because I was on national TV. Uh, and then, you know, it, it, it just it progressed from there that I, I was caught off guard that local radio shows were saying, hey, uh, you know, I work for Channel 2. Would you do a radio show with us every Tuesday? And that started with a guy named Martin Kilcoin. So, brother, it really took on a life of its own. Uh, you know, I learned a lot. Uh, I didn't really realize, you know, that that they knew who I was in St. Louis already when I moved back. Uh, you know, they're watching the NASCAR Cup races. They're watching the pre-race show, NASCAR Race Day, built by the Home Depot. I'm wearing I'm wearing my Cardinal jersey because you know the Cardinals are in the World Series, and they all saw it and they knew it. And of course, I'm on Fox, so Fox is promoting it. And uh, that's really the way it started. Now, as far as this race, this NASCAR Cup race, uh, I was in the Fox TV compound this week, you know, on Sunday, and I was eating lunch with Mike Joy, Clint Boyer, Michael Waltrip, and uh, Barry Landis, who's the producer of Fox. And they all said the same thing, and and it made me think, because I didn't really think of it. They said that they have not watched this type of activation since the glory days of NASCAR. And I thought about it for a while and then listening to you, they just did something that NASCAR hasn't done in years. They activated everybody and everything, every radio show. We were on the front page. We're still on the front page of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. We're on, you know, all the, all the TV so really, you know, that's the way it went. Their activation was 100%. Well, that's outstanding. And, and am I here? I'm echoing. Do you hear me, Jeff Cat? I hear you just okay. fine, Mike. I thought I didn't hear myself. So, but uh, let me take us. your pulse. You might be having a stroke. Yeah, I'm having a stroke. I don't know it, but uh, <laughs> you're all right. That's all right. So let's let's then fast forward. You did a lot of the radio shows. You helped promote it. You uh, went over to the racetrack because I watched this on your. Your, your YouTube channel, that you energized the employees at the racetrack, made them realize how cool it was to have a cup race and how honored they were. But I'll, I'll let's bring it right to last Tuesday. I showed up at uh, in St. Louis, and I went to the ballpark. I went to the St. Louis Cardinals game, and I'm talking to a buddy of mine. He's sitting down right in the front row of the stadium, and who's on the field? Who's talking? Who's walking? It's Kenny Wallace. No kidding. Yeah, tell us about this St. Louis, <laughs> Louis Cardinal well, deal. Well, that was first of all, that was an accident. I promise you it was. Now I will I, I will say this. The the Cardinals, they don't they do know who I am. I don't ask them for anything, but I got very lucky because the president of ticket sales, uh, a good man, um, I'm not gonna say his name, 
Don't want to get him in trouble. But he worked for uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. He worked for the St. Louis Blues. And now he's at the Cardinals. Well, they like it that I come to the game because I always, you know, hype it up. Hey, I'm headed to the ballpark tonight. So they're good to me. And he wanted to go to Bristol one time. And he's like, hey, you know, I said, whatever you need. So I got him hot passes. So we are forever connected as friends. And, uh, you know, whenever the home opener is there, uh, Camel X, which is the voice of the Cardinals, they always have me there. It's, it's a mutual benefit to where they like it that I have like seven, 800,000 followers on my social media. And now this, this social media is just a game changer. Uh, I've always had fun with it. They take it real serious, like it's a big deal. They they think my they think when I talk about the Cardinals that it helps them. So, you know, we uh, we end up going to Anheuser Busch Busch Stadium to hype up uh, the race, and Cole Custer's there, the NASCAR Cup driver, and they look at me and they say, Kenny, would you would you mind going to the game with us? And I said, Hell, I'd love to. And so I ended up on the field. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, on the field, he mentioned Anheuser-Busch, and uh, Jeff Kent has uh, tasted a few beers in his life, we'll say. So, tell him about the new beer you told me that Anheuser-Busch built kind of just to commemorate the race. Yeah, this is really wild. Now, this is something I never knew could happen in a million years. I always thought when you made a beer, it was this massive process. Come to find out these two people, a boy and a girl— Maybe in their late 20s, early 30s, uh, they designed a beer to commemorate and celebrate the first ever NASCAR Cup race. And they, they nicknamed it uh, Side Drought. And I, and I almost said, you mean Side Draft. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, draft is spelled drought, right? <laughs> D-R-A-U-G-H-T. That's, how you, that's, how, that's, that's traditional spelling of draft beer oh is it really? U-G-H-T. Oh, okay because i thought i thought it was d-r-a-f-t draft right. well but, it is so they they had the the real they, they, knew, they had it right they it, knew they were right well, they're okay. beer makers see wow clever well i'll be darned and they got that kind of german in there so um I, i'm like them germans are always putting letters in there you don't need you know <laughs> uh, that's kind funny. Of like telephone i'm like what's what's ph doing in telephone <laughs> But that that speaks to what you were talking about earlier about how they activated every promotional process. I mean, when you think St. Louis, you think Anheuser Busch, right? So they come yeah. up with a, they come up with a special beer specifically for the race. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, you know, all the radio, the the TV, the social media. You were talking about Kenny. I mean, that's that's all big stuff. And I'll tell you this: every other racetrack in America that NASCAR goes to should take a lesson. And they, they got lazy, Jeff. Yeah. They've, they've, they've got lazy. I had a long talk with that, and uh, I, I'm not going to say the name, but uh, they said that, you know, each track is making uh, $8, $10 million from TV money, and, and they all got lazy, and, and they forgot about the midway, which is the area behind the grandstands, and, uh, and it killed the crowd, and, and it was one of the slow deaths of NASCAR for a while. And now they're coming back because they realize they made a mistake. 
And you know, th these are these are high end people telling me this. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm learning a little bit along the way too. I had no idea that these racetracks were profiting that much money per race off of off the TV revenue. So, uh, you know, the worldwide technology, uh, I think it woke everybody in the industry up. Curtis uh, Francois, the owner, and Chris Blair, they reminded everybody that, look, you know, we're going to activate the heck out of this race. And, uh, you know, it, it, everybody in the sport says – now that now that it's over, I, I'm watching Denny Hamlin. I'm watching uh, Brad Keselowski. Everybody said that St. Louis had the old good feel NASCAR day, you know, and I agree. And that's exciting, man. I mean, we how long have we been talking about this? What is wrong with NASCAR? Well, that that's a big part of it. That's a huge part of it. I mean, they wanted to get the crowd there early. I saw, Kenny, I saw some of the stuff that you had posted, or you, Mike, on uh, on YouTube with you guys up on stage hosting a hosting a show in front of a huge crowd. Let's hold that thought for a second. Let's come back and talk about that Midway show. Fantastic. We're talking to Kenny Wallace. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the Crosley Speed Sports Studios. This is Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. Fresh off the weekend in St. Louis at Worldwide Technology Raceway, we're talking to Kenny Wallace. Kenny, here's Mike. So, Herm, like I got to call him Herm. Right, I, that's I, fine. I, I can't call him Hank <laughs> Never have. <laughs> so, so, yes. <laughs> so, I, it's funny you say that. I looked, I, I have to, his phone number twice. I have it under Herm, and then I have it under Kenny Wallace. Because <laughs> our, our phone numbers are linked in our family, so everybody knows who everybody is. And so, but, uh, Let's just jump in, and we're going to go back to some other things that happened. But Jeff Kent had just mentioned about how cool, and he mentioned to me as I walked in the door today, how cool the trackside show was and the massive crowd. T tell everybody about that. How did that even come about or come back into life? That, that was all Chris Blair, the, the promoter's idea. He called me six months ago. It was deep in the winter. It was nasty out, and everybody's kind of you know in their homes or whatever. Maybe it was December. I don't know. But um, everybody's, you know. That's doing nasty weather in St. Louis at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep, yep. And, and everybody was talking about what happened to NASCAR. It was one of those social media conversations. And and everybody's like, well, it's it's the Midway. That's one of the reasons, you know. Uh, we lost Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, NASCAR doesn't care about the fans. And. All of a sudden, on a, on a, on a side text, uh, you know, Chris Blair is watching this conversation from his computer in his office, and he says, uh, why don't we recreate NASCAR race day built by the Home Depot? And I said, let's do it. And uh, I said, I need to have John Roberts. I need massive speakers and a big screen TV and a big stage. He says, that's easy. I said, okay. So we did it. And, uh, you know, really didn't know what to expect. The objective was to get people parked early and give them somewhere to go like we used to do, you know, and, you know, activate the midway, give away free stuff, 
pump music up, serve beer, like we used to do. And, uh, you know, I called you and I called uh, Brother Rusty. Uh, and then NASCAR gave us uh, Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, and I advertised it. And uh, holy moly, I mean, you were you were a big part of it, brother. I uh, well, thousands it, and thousands of people. Jeff, you had to be there, and I think you've seen some of the pictures we posted. But it it was it was an awesome crowd. And I heard Christopher Bell. I think he was the last speaker up with or guest up. He goes, I have never ever seen a crowd like this at a trackside show. That's because he's too young to, yeah. to remember how it used to be done. Yeah, but today, <laughs> I mean, the promotion, the time of the day, I don't know what all it was, but good guest. Of course, Kenny and John Roberts did a great job because they, they'd worked together before. But you look out, you're standing up, and not just right in front of where the stage was, but down through what he called the midway. I mean, it's filled, and I'm watching people's heads and they're turned towards the stage. It wasn't like they were. No, it was. Just it was, it was a literal sea of people. From, yeah, from, so from what I could see on. Great on job, channel. Herm. You guys putting that together. It was exciting. It was enthusiastic. Uh, so tell me how that took place. Was it before the TV pre-race yeah. show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was before, and you know, Johnny Roberts had a great idea. Uh, like two hours before the show. Uh, Johnny goes, you know what we need to do? We need to come out to our our uh, original music, which was uh, ACDC. And uh, I, I got a hold of the sound man, and I said, hey, we don't want the whole song. We just, there's that area of the song where it kind of goes, down the line, down the line, and, you know, then it's got, it's got this really good beat. And we always came out to that. And uh, so that was a really great idea by Johnny. And um, I really think that, you know, it had to be, you know, the people that, that did it. So, I, you know, with Johnny and me, we, I mean, we're the originators of that show. Like, uh, there, was, there was not a race day before me and Johnny. Uh, we did it in studio, you know, down on South Park in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Then, then, then they put us on the road. So... We were the original two, and the fans remember that. And so when the fans came up, it's like, oh my God! Uh, now th this is what I'm told, and I and I I have to agree with it. It, it doesn't work if it's uh, you know just people up there. You know what I mean? So uh, and there's a sense of entertaining. <laughs> you know, I, I I go a little wild. And, uh, no, and, and never. Yeah. So and, wait, you know, wait, what song is it by ACDC? Was it Thunderstruck? Yes. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. Can you play you that know. for us, Jeff? Can you give him a little bit? It, right, hold on a second. It's really good. It's, it's, <laughs> so what's it's that chorus? What's funny, Kenny, about any time we get in just with, is this it? Yeah, that's it. There That's it is. It. Yeah, there. Welcome to the broadcast, everybody. <laughs> We're yeah, but, trackside and worldwide we, technology raceway. <laughs> we do we do that, but then we use the end of it where it goes rah rah. You know? Yeah. Hang on, he'll find it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. But but then you know, Mike, you know, when I went to work for Fox, my boss told me we want you to. Say what you mean and mean what you say. So I had to be a little bit, you know, like uh, the, the show Undisputed right now on FS1. That's, that's just a copy of what we did. 
And and so it's like when we had Kevin Ulrich up there, I just asked him, I said, why do you guys keep spinning out? <laughs> you know, get to the damn point. And, and uh, so, I mean, those are the things that I learned that those are the interviews that made race day what it was. And it, and we just reinvented it. And, it, you know, this is one small example that every great once in a while lightning strikes and you can go back home. Yeah, well, I think you probably, probably should probably pre-start changing your travel schedules for next year because I bet they'll be calling racetracks around the country or the network and saying, let's let's redo this show because mm-hmm. it, uh, we've seen it work. You know, yeah. I mean, what, so, what, what's the thing? You don't necessarily have to reinvent yourself. You just got to, you know, I mean, everything is cyclical, right? Yeah. In promotions and marketing and, you know, go back and do what worked. What they, what's that word or phrase? Impersonation is the greatest form of flattery or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that was that. But I'm going to still talk about that week in St. Louis. So, Jeff, not only we're talking about worldwide technology and the excitement that was around there, it bred excitement into the community. So right down the street, 10 miles down the street, is a, a racetrack called Tri-City Speedway in Granite City, Illinois. Right. And that's where my father started racing. Well, he, in his career, I started racing there. And, uh, Term, tell him about how successful the dirt races was. Biggest crowd in the history of the racetrack on Friday night because of all the things going on. Right, no kidding. Well, well first of all, you're the mayor of that racetrack. Nobody has ever won, was it, you won 12 weeks in a row. The fans hated you. <laughs> <laughs> Some you, people you were, still do. You were the Jeff Gordon of Tri-City Speedway. Uh, <laughs> Mike, you know, it, it's so weird to watch us all transform. You know, Brother Mike is one of the greatest dirt racers of all time. And it's funny to watch people grow old and act like it never happened. But uh, Mike is... Uh, Mike is the mayor of that racetrack. He's, I guarantee nobody's won as many races as he has or in a row. Uh, but he's making so, me blush, Jeff. No, is that what that yeah. was? <laughs> well, well, he knows, say, like brother, that's a feel like good story, said, you know? Yeah. Like brother Rusty said, he says, uh, it's sad to say, but you got to remind people because they remember what the hell they want to remember, you know? So you got to remind them, you know? So, but anyway, um, I was out of my element. My car was not right. I didn't run as good as I wanted to, but it was standing room only packed in there. And, you know, I'm trying to work on my car. That's one thing that catches people off guard. Uh, I'm old school. I do everything myself. Uh, when I go to the track, I might have a couple of people come cause I, cause I pay for everything, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're looking for a damn, a free ride. So I give it to them. But, uh, and, and I give him a shirt, and everybody's like, man, Wallace has help. I'm like, bub, I ain't got no help. <laughs> but, but you know, the fans were lined up in my pit. And um, what I learned, brother, was nobody was from there. They were all there for the NASCAR race. They were all from Ohio or, you know, Canada, uh, Wisconsin. And I, I would say to them, I'd say, you know, thank you, signed dogger. And I would say, where are you from? And it was at that time I realized they are there for that NASCAR race. So you're right. Every entity around the St. Louis area, you know, nobody was from there. And, and it really was a huge boost. Even when I went to Peebley on Saturday night, uh, people from Texas and uh, 
you know, I, so it was big. Yeah, well, without a doubt, and, and that's what I was meaning by just the atmosphere around town. I mean, of course, you get to the whole other side of town, and nobody knew there was a race going on. But where, where it meant something, it was important. It was great. Great crowd at the dirt track. Great trackside show. And then, I don't know. It was. I think it was a phenomenal race. And Jeff, you you're the best race fan critic. I know, is. and I'm sad to say that I missed most of it. But knowing what we were going to talk about today, because I was at a graduation party, by mm -hmm. the way, not you're excused. I didn't watch. You didn't, yeah. It was a family thing. So, but from all that I've read, the the passing was there. The you know, uh, the lead changes. The you know. It was just an exciting, and then I did catch the last thirty laps, and that that was good. Yeah, it was yeah. it was great. So Kenny, you you made your reintroduction into the Fox booth this week, and uh, I will have to say I did not see it. I was in a suite entertaining some go guests from the Hollywood Casino there, and they had a live feed on. But tell us about uh, getting back in the booth. How uh, did you enjoy it, and what'd you talk about? And I think that was kind of in the time range when. Uh, I think, as Kenny Schrader says, Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain were car wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, uh, going back, just a real quick a synopsis of the race. Uh, when the race started, it was wild, the first five laps, because, you know, that was the first time they had raced. You know, they had, they had had one hour practice, but holy moly, they were three and four wide. And, and then the race got boring. OK, and then it all changed. They all started making pit stops this, after the first stage. Everybody started adjusting their race cars. Then that's when the race really got good. It, and that's when I really learned that, you know, racing can be boring if the cars you, you got to have one guy handling bad. You got to have another guy handling good. If everybody's cars are handling good, that means nobody's going to pass. Well, the second stage, all hell broke loose. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ross Chastain got his car handling good. You know, and then, of course, he runs into Danny Hamlin. Then Ross Chastain wrecks Chase Elliott. But let's fast forward. Uh, now, you know you're having a bad day when you, you got, saw, took out Chase Elliott. The world's against you from there and on. And once again, all I did was catch the end of the race, so I saw him apologizing, and I'm like, what the hell did he do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like uh, like Humpy Wheeler said, he hit everything but the ladies' room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was funny because I, 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 did a, I did a YouTube last night, and I said, everyone up uh, Chase Elliott's girlfriends was mad at Ross Chastain. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of Chase Elliott's girlfriends. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, all the girls love love Chase. You know, sure. I want to marry him. But, but uh, yeah, but, but then the end of the race was, like, so tense because Joey Lagan. well, first of all, they lined up on, uh, now this is before the very last restart, uh, Joey Logano's leading, right? Well, uh, you get down to turn one, and Kyle Busch beats him in the corner. So now, now Kyle Busch is leading, and and you know Joey Logano cannot pass him, but it was antagonizing. He just kept getting up to his quarter panel. Then Kevin Harvick has a really bad wreck. It looked like his brakes failed. Um, so we we have a real caution. 
you know, where hey, Kevin hold, Hart- hold that right there, Herm. Get we're going to come back, yep. and we're going to take that final green-white checker with you from yep. St. Louis. We're talking to Kenny Wallace, and you're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the Crosley Speed Sports Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. What a weekend in St. Louis. Worldwide Technology Raceway, the Enjoy Illinois 300. The Wallace family was there. Kenny Wallace is on the line with us right now. Once again, here's Mike. So, Kenny, as we went to break, you were telling us about the – we were leading into the final laps of the race, and when Kevin Harvick had uh, a brake issue, hit the wall really hard. Tell Take it from there. Tell us the, the end, what you've seen. So, you know, I mean, what happens is, okay, uh, we're going to have a restart. Is is Kyle Busch going to win on the restart again? So, so you know, Joey Logano does, but then, but then uh, Kyle Busch does – literally a dirt move, slide job. He goes into three super hard, slides up underneath of them, and they do this for like two laps. And I'm looking at the crowd and everybody. You can always tell if it's a good race or not. Look at the crowd. And they were all standing up, all standing up. And uh, it wasn't until the very last lap where Joey Logano cleared him. So, um, you know, it was just a fantastic race. Uh, you know, I, I will admit this though. Um, I guess we're officially into this new era where we judge everything. And, you know, I go down to Bush stadium and hell, I love a blowout. I love it when the Cardinals win seven to nothing. Uh, but in racing, it's no good. So, uh, here we are now judging races. Yeah. Well, everybody judge races. And I found out through social media, there there's the haters and there's the lovers. I was reading yeah. something coming up here today and it was like, there was some site, I forgot it was, talking about the race. And the first thing a guy responds, he goes, oh, it, they used to have 100,000 people at every racetrack. It wasn't a very good race. I'm thinking, it's sold out. You can't put any more people in the place. <laughs> and you're here, you're complaining that it didn't have 100,000 people. But I think the race was good. I enjoyed it. It was exciting. You did a tremendous amount to, to help it. And you know the thing I noticed? You were talking about the fans standing the last couple laps. Uh, I was down in a suite down in turn one and two, and as soon as the checkered flag flew, as a, most any other event, you will see the onslaught of people walking down the exit ramps, mm-hmm. you know, down the stairs. Nobody left. They waited till uh, Joey Logano did his burnout. Now, listen to this. I'm sitting in a suite, and a guy looks at me and goes, oh, my God, the burnout. It's just like the one they do on television. I mean, but but he's seen it live. It wasn't fake to him, you know. And it's, I mean, here's, it was just that capped a moment for me that that burnout impressed that guy because it was live. He's seen the smoke and right, the burnout is cool. Yeah. And, and, and I always tell people, especially back in the day, and they'd say, "Well, I'm 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 not a NASCAR fan. I've I'm just." Just not into it. Cars going round and round. What's the big deal? And I said, and I would say, have you ever been? All right. Have you ever seen, you know, that 43 car field come around, take the green, come around at speed? It's amazing. Yeah. And they're right up, you know, close. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, that's what I would always say because experiencing it, you know, at the track is something completely different. Yeah. I'm growing older, and and I got to be honest with you, I get so damn tired of of uh 
trying to convince people how good NASCAR is. You know, when, when I really get tired of people running that mouth like that, I look at them, I go, there's 80,000 people there. You might go check it out, what's going on. You know, because it, it you, know, the, you know, there's 30, 40,000 people at Dodger Stadium or Bush Stadium. I mean, that is a lot of damn people, man. You know, 300,000 300, people at the Indianapolis 500. So I really think this is just agitation at its best. Uh, NASCAR's so old now that you turn the TV on and, yeah, oh, do we have 250,000 people? No. You know, everything is down. Everybody has made their stadiums smaller. It's that way in everything now. Well, they tried to make it like a Jimmy Buffett concert ticket <laughs> yeah. where, where there's only yeah. so many dates and he sells out everywhere he goes. Right. Smaller shows, whatever. But less is more. Less right? is more. That's that's exactly correct. And and you give the people, I guarantee you, there'll be a huge crowd and the same type of festivities at the St. Louis race next year because everybody was entertained. They gave the people what they want. They'll do the pre-race thing again. I, I, you know, the concerts, right? I mean, that's why nobody was leaving. They wanted to see Old Dominion or whoever it was. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I think after <laughs> right. after um, the trackside show that Kenny and John Roberts hosted, I think they had Cole Swindell playing. You know, that's a pretty big name in the, in the industry right now, and that was early before the race. And then, as I said, you had Old Dominion playing after. I was I was sitting down in turn one and two, and I we stayed we stayed till they run us out of the suite. And uh, what was really cool, a little activity, when that uh, they were announcing that you were going to get a koozie cooler. It was like a treasure hunt. And you see them throwing all these koozie coolers out in the grass all through there because they, they after the race, after a period of time, they let all the fans come down on the racetrack and right. get in front for of the stage. For the show, yeah. Oh, my God. You're talking about the funniest thing in the world. They got, I mean, they got, it looked like thousands of coolers, koozie coolers, might have been hundreds. And they opened that gate, and it looked like an Easter egg hunt when you were five years old. You <laughs> Grabbing know? those coaches. Everybody was running. I mean, they were sprinting to get it. And uh, then everybody just sat around on the racetrack, stood up on the stand, you know, up in front of the uh, the stadium. Or what am I trying to stage? Right. And uh, it, it was a great scene. I really enjoyed it. It is a, uh, you know, brother, it, it's, uh, it's a new dynamic in sports. I was uh, – I went to watch our hockey game, our St. Louis Blues, oh, I guess about two, three years ago. And right in the middle of the game, I had to go to the bathroom. I couldn't hold it anymore. I jumped up, and I go back. And now if you go to any of these sporting events, they're all doing it. It's a, the officially, like, like you said, Jeff, it is the new deal. Uh, there's TVs out there, and there's a, there was the Jack Daniels area. I go out there. And, and all these bars are packed with people. They're talking to each other and watching the, watching the game on the screen. It's a dynamic now where people it's, – it's backwards. People are using sports to gather, drink, and maybe there's a race or maybe there's a game and then a concert. It's, it's a whole fair. Right. And the funny thing is, is you, you don't miss a thing even if you go to get a beer or take a leak or what have you. Hell, there are TVs in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but but, but, it is, but you know, yeah, no, you're I, right. But I, 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 go ahead. I got to tell you the story. Well, no, I mean, the, the point is the dynamic of all sports. Uh, you, people's attention spans are gone. They, they don't even have them anymore. Sports don't do it. 
they, they don't do. You got to have beer, music, and and then we'll watch the sport if we decide to. <laughs> right. So what was funny? What you guys, both of you, just said you run to the bathroom, couldn't wait anymore. Jeff. So I, I was at Cardinal Stadium the other night. And I've seen this everywhere. I've seen it at the Panther Stadium. I've seen it at the Bobcats. I've, I'm the Hornets, I guess. And, and so I walk into the men's restroom, and, you know, men have urinals standing there. And here's a guy that you think, okay, I need to use the restroom. But he's standing there, the urinal next to me, with his phone up in one <laughs> hand going, because he wasn't going to miss that damn game. And I just thought, wow. <laughs> Give it a break for 30 seconds, you know. But... <laughs> So that's that, that that's that old commercial when you got it bad. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah. so tell us. So we went over everything. The race was great. Everything was exciting. Uh, I heard and you can confirm or deny. I think you would know. Now, NASCAR kind of did something a little different than normal. That haven't they agreed to continue to go back to Gateway now for a couple of years? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that. Uh, that got lost in translation. They, 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 it was announced months ago. They signed a three-year deal, uh, but I, you know, somebody looked at me and held up the, the five fingers. You know, uh, Gateway Worldwide Technology Raceway could not have spent the millions. I mean, listen, they paved so much. They made so many improvements. They didn't do all that for one race. So. Uh, they, they got a three-year guarantee. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be five. Uh, so, um, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I don't, I don't even think there's going to be an announcement that they're coming back. I think that's already a, a deal. I think that would just show up on the schedule. Yeah, you know what I heard from the people I was with and the, the guests they had there was, gosh, I sure hope they come back. I had a great time. I said, right. well, I'm pretty sure it's signed for a multi-year deal. I don't know that personally, but uh, so uh, I think everybody's excited, looking forward to it. They did a great job. You did a wonderful job in helping them out there. And, uh, man, I think the whole town is excited about it, don't you? I do. I will I will tell you, I'll take it a little bit easier on myself next time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting tickets for anybody. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm they, they can have it next year, man. I'm out. <laughs> so it's too much. <laughs> I, I got to I got to elaborate on that, Jeff. Just kind of from the fun side. And Kenny, I don't. I hope you won't mind me telling you, but if you do, shut me up. But uh, so we're all going back to St. Louis, right? As racer, or you know, from being there and kind of think we're, I don't know, kind of think we're something special, even though we're we're not in that world right now. But I. I don't have a parking pass. Right? Literally, literally. Don't have a don't have a parking pass. Uh, you know, I got credentials from NASCAR to go to the race. Called Mike Helton, got Carl and I a credential, and so you kind of feel like you're going in somewhere that you don't belong. Did you pull in and tell no. him, hey, do you know who I am? Oh no, no, I I pulled. You should have told him you were John Boy. I yeah. <laughs> Yep. So I used to, that used to work. That used to work for me all the did time. It? Yeah. So uh, no, I used the what everybody else did to him. I called Kenny Wallace and, and said, "Herm, you, I, I need your help. I don't really know who to reach out to. I need a parking pass." And well, we'll get you one cent. And they never showed up. So I wore him out. He's he's probably seen my name come up and threw his phone down. But then finally, he sent me a picture. He says, "Okay, I got you one parking pass." You <laughs> you, the, you you were nothing. I'd do anything for you. It was 
the 50 people that I hardly know. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I know that feeling. Yeah. So and then then after that, we're talking and uh, he goes, I said, thanks or whatever, you know, just on the phone running through. Like he said, man, he was busy all week. He was scattered around. We did have a nice dinner one night while we were out there and kind of caught up. But uh, then he says, I said something about the parking pass. He goes, oh, don't feel bad. Brother Rusty called. He wanted a parking pass, too. <laughs> Did he get one? <laughs> literally. Friggin' literally. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. 56 Cup wins. Champion. I mean, I'm like, what the hell am I missing here? <laughs> You're supposed to work that sort of stuff out beforehand, Mike. Don't yeah. go to the like, racetrack without yeah. a parking pass. Well, you, you know, it's... You, you, <laughs> I don't know. You just think that you're going to get it or do whatever, and you don't pay attention. You know, we're so used to kind of being back when we were actively racing, which has been quite a few years. Yeah, you, you just were, get it. You just get it, you know. And but now somebody else handles it for you, right? Well, well your, your PR guy or just, whatever. It's simpler. And uh, <laughs> I just thought about Herm, all the stuff he, all the people he put up with this week and all oh, that. But It uh, was horrible. It, I don't wish what I went through on anybody. I will never do that again. I mean, I, I don't even know if I want to go to the race. Hey, <laughs> hey not, all, not only did he get Rusty a parking pass, he delivered it to his hotel for him. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> okay, at, least, is, at least that's what somebody told yeah. me. So I don't uh, know. No, I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it, that's comedy because, listen, every, he, even Rusty knows it about himself, right? So I'm not, I'm not speaking out of turn here. Everybody in the garage area, everybody in NASCAR, we accept Rusty for who he is. We love him. Rusty demands that everybody knows that he's the man. Uh, That's what nobody, you call a bit of a diva. No, nope. <laughs> He's a race Rusty, diva. Rusty has looked me in the face before at Sturgis. Me and Don the Snake, Bernome, we're the best. There's nobody better than us. I'm like, I know. <laughs> so... So, so it's, it's, it's like, okay, you know, and, and Rusty and Mike, no, I'll do anything there is for them. Uh, I go above and beyond, but, but Rusty, Rusty calls me up and he goes, Hey man, he goes, now listen, when I get there, I want to be big time. I want the best of everything. He goes, uh, I'm worried about that parking. <laughs> and uh, he says, here's what I want you to do. And he's telling me, he goes, I, I want, uh, I want you to get that little sticker, that little dot that goes on my hard card that gets me up to the MRN booth. I said, okay, I'll get that for you. He goes, I want the best parking spots are available. I said, okay, I'll get it for you. Then he goes, and when you're done getting all that stuff, I want you to drop it off at the front desk at the hotel. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I did it all. (laughs) And uh, yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. What a weekend, right? It was crazy. And I'm serious, though. I'm serious. I mean this. My hand's on a Bible. I will never do that again. I'm out. <laughs> never. I have no tickets. I have no tickets. And I won't even I, – I, and I'm serious. I might not even go. I might just run – I might run Quincy on that Sunday next year and run my dirt car. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just stay home and watch it on TV like the rest of us, right? Uh, yep. And I – maybe. <laughs> Well, oh God! <laughs> well, Herm, that was a that's a great recap, Jeff. Kind of gateway. I think we had to do it. It was too too new of a story. Yeah. To to right. forget about no, it. It was awesome. It was great that you guys were involved. And in I was yeah. going to say look forward to it next year, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Herm, 
No, well, hold on now. I'll, I'll be back. I was, I'll be back, Jeff. That was just a little comedy. Oh, for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Heck, I was taking it serious. I was thinking he wasn't going to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, okay, I, hey, thing, hey, Herb. One thing, I need a yeah. parking pass for next year. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, look here. One thing, one thing is for sure, okay, for sure. I am not getting anybody any tickets, anything next year, but I'll be there. <laughs> there we go, Jeff Ken. I think we got a wrap. And, and that's Herb, a wrap. Thanks for taking the time with everybody and all the fans around the world that are listening to you right now. That's right. The whole yep. world is listening. That's a you wrap on the, on the weekend from St. Louis. We've been talking to Kenny Wallace. Kenny, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. You all have a great show. It's famous. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> You've been listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley and NASCAR Digital Media. We'll see you next week.